Welcome to episode 183 of Kapowcast. Woo! After dark. <laughs> Where all the sexy things come to play. It's so weird recording at night now. It is. It's a very different vibe. It is. You get a different, I feel like you get a different uh, people. Yes. <laughs> I am I am Mike, and joining me today is Jeff Jefferson. Greetings. Tony Vance, once again, is out on assignment in <laughs> bright and sunny Florida. He's trying to find Florida man and fight him. <laughs> He's trying to fight back the hurricanes. <laughs> Shoot at it with a shotgun. They advise you not to, but I mean. I think it can work. <laughs> Has anyone tried it? Good question. Yeah. And if they have, have enough people tried it. I think you need a good baker's dozen. Hell yeah. Firing shotguns at a hurricane. (laughs) Sounds like a country song. Uh, Today, Uh, we're going to talk about monsters. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about monsters? We're going to talk about some of the popular, maybe not so popular, some of our favorite monsters in comics and why they may be. Uh, I guess you can consider this a pre-Halloween beginning hell yeah it was my idea it was i said giant monsters he said no i said please 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 and i had her eye rolling okay (laughs) jeff gets to pick one topic a year fuck yeah and it's always (laughs) monsters and it's always monsters (laughs) this is just the one year where we're finally like (laughs) all right we'll air this one just throw them a bone (laughs) for fuck's sake (laughs) i made sure the mics were on this time yep uh, but first we can discuss news and i'm glad i'm actually kind of warmed up now yeah loosey goosey oh um, first up, uh, and, and this is like, as the morning of we're recording this, it's what Thursday. So yeah, Thursday morning, this morning, people were losing their collective minds. And when it was announced that, uh, Tom Welling will be reprising his role as Superman in the CW crossover, uh, crisis, infinite earth thing. Uh, why was he really good? <laughs> Here's my thing. Like, Oh wait, no. Cause I thought he was already confirmed for it, but now, maybe I'm thinking of Brandon Routh being confirmed for Superman during it. Oh, now I'm confused. Well, now I am stupid conf- infinite earths. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find it, like I've seen, li- like I've seen literally like five, six people post on Facebook, just like their undying jubilation that this is happening. And I was like, didn't everybody fucking hate Smallville or get really tired yeah. of it? Like, I guess it's that kind of uh, nostalgia, rose tinted glasses, rose tinted glasses. Uh, didn't one of them have like a sex cult? Well, <laughs> it wasn't Superman. No, it wasn't Superman. It was one of the female cast members. One of the female cast members. Yeah. She was like, she had like a brand on her arm. She was branded and everything. She was like a recruiter for a sex cult. Sure was. Wow. Weird times. <laughs> but like to my knowledge, I never watched Smallville. No, me either. Because that was when it was still, was that when it was CW or WB? I think. WB at the, or UPN or. Man, oh. you're sending me down this dusty trail again. <laughs> what station was it on? <laughs> it, was it, one might of the, s- it might have started off on UPN, but then when it switched over to CW. I feel like it was or WB, or, WB and then maybe UPN. Because then, I feel like WB and UPN eventually formed one. I don't know. The w, WB, WB was channel 20. Yeah. Around here. Around here. Around our parts. The Metro Detroit area. And UPN was Channel 5, but then at some point, 20 became my TV 20, and then UPN... Nobody cares about no. this. I don't know why we're talking about it. It's all getting it. cut out. I don't know why we're talking about it. It's not important. <laughs> but anyways, it was to my knowledge that a lot of people grow, grew very tired of the show. Yeah. Because it came it became one of those things where it was like, will he just fucking be Superman already? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they literally took every twist and turn to make him not Superman. <laughs> well, I mean, they had Doomsday show up before he was Superman. It's kind of like Gotham. Yeah, if it's you think like about Gotham. It. Everyone's like... Hey, that's great. When's he going to be fucking Batman? Like, oh, here's Bane. Here's Riddler. Yeah. Here's probably the Joker. Here's <laughs> Catwoman. Here's this person. Here's that person. And it's like, okay, so all these people just showed up like years before, years he, before like, he was a child. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a cyclical circle where crime's responsible for Batman, but Batman's responsible for most of his villains. Yeah, exactly. Or it's, has some kind of connection to their. Well, that's I, the thing. Like when a show know. either lives a premise like that, it's short term. But if the 
ratings are still there. You have to drag it out. For yeah, exactly. Eight. How many seasons was Smallville? I don't know. I want to say it was like 10. Was it 10? I thought it was at least like five. I think it was more than that. I don't last a long ass time. It was very popular. I never watched it. Me neither. I was like, well, I don't, he's not Superman. I don't give a shit. For one, I didn't, I don't, I didn't really care about Superman at that point at all. Um, I mean, I would watch it because, you know, who doesn't like seeing a guy who can fly and like throw a boulder? Jesus Christ. It was 10 seasons. Holy shit. That's staggering. Frightening. Horrifying, some would say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people are excited. He's coming back as Superman. Um, That's cool. I mean, you know. I, I do appreciate them like just kind of busting out like all the stops for this. Oh yeah. They're bringing out a lot of guys that you're like, Oh, all right. It's kind of like what they do with power Rangers where they have the big reunions. Yeah. When they had the forever red uh-huh. and then when they had like, <clears throat> you didn't get, it wasn't, they didn't have the actual actors, but like there was a season finale of one of the uh, episodes where they had literally, <clears throat> it was like every power ranger at that point. Yeah. Like every single it was like 200,000. Yes. Yeah, it was a, it was a million <laughs> power rangers. <laughs> I don't and, even know how uh, they come up with all the different ideas for their suits. Who knows? Yeah, the cowboys, Indians. They have the ones, uh, if you look at like some of the Super Sentai stuff, they have the ones that like they look like anime characters. They kind of have like anime as yes. hair. Very weird looking. <laughs> it does look really weird. Um, but I saw someone post something and I thought it was, I thought it was, it did make me go kind of like, oh, they're like, man, they're like, if Adam West was alive, he would totally be in this. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He now you've made me sad. And yep. Be sad. <laughs> Is Burt Ward in it? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Burt Ward. Um, I think Linda Carter's in it. Wow. Um, pretty much anyone who's ever done anything in DC that's yeah. alive and not too big of a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's super cool to be honest. Like I'm interested in watching it. I saw, have you seen those memes going around where it's like, it'll have a picture of something and it has like the Wi-Fi bars. Yeah. And then it shows it go down one. Like, and then, you know, that's the YouTube quality. Uh-huh. I saw one where the, you know, full bars was crisis on infinite earth crossover. And then the one with missing bar was Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just kind of like, are they serious? No. I'm assuming I was joking. Yeah. No. Wow. DC fans. Listen, listen back to a couple episodes. Yeah. You, you did, that's one of the groups it was in. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was just so baffled. I was just kind of like, it's going to move along. To be fair, I think DC's done a better job by and large with their TV uh, enterprises. As yeah. I mean, Netflix notwithstanding, I'd say on Netflix, when it comes to streaming media, Marvel still does a lot better, although they're kind of on shaky lakes too, especially now since all their shows are canceled. Yes. <laughs> We're going to start anew. Yep. Hopefully it's not trash. It, it all sounded very interesting. Well, yeah. We'll see. Hopefully. I mean, I'm still, I'm, I'm still curious at how this is going to work from what I've seen. Like, I don't know if you saw the Mandalorian uh, trailer. No, I know TV everyone series. was going apeshit for it. Like me and Steph watched it and keep in mind, we're not really big into like the TV show stuff of the comics and all that. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the same thing we've always talked about where it just kind of comes down to the quality and not to mention the time investment. you need. Yeah. And we, we watched it and we were like, just kind of looked at each other. We were like, it looks really good. Like it looks like it has a movie budget. Uh huh. Um, which I mean, I guess it's fine if they plan on doing these for like one season, like just one season one-offs. Yeah. Like, I guess that would be fine. Especially if you're doing stuff like Moon Knight and yes. She-Hulk and kind mean, of introduce them and then you maybe do like the full length mm-hmm. movie. I don't know if that's their plan, but I hope so. You know, see how they it's maybe like stick. A, it's almost like a pilot for a movie in a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moon Knight, I'd be very interested in. I've been very fascinated by the character. I've never really gotten a chance to read any of his stuff. I've only read stuff where he was uh, a secondary character, you know, or in a group setting. I've never, uh, I've never read anything about read any Moon Knight stuff. I know, like within the past couple of years, he suddenly developed a very rabid fan base. Yes, a small fan base, but a very rabid, small fan but base. vocal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've seen panels. Like, I'll, I'll be sent a page, or not sent, but like, I'll see pages that are posted in uh, forums or Facebook groups, and I'll be like, you know what? Yeah, this art looks great. It looks really funny and interesting and violent. And that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's caught my interest. And yeah, I mean, 
We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the crisis on infinite earth. I'll uh, also check out. Maybe we'll see. Um, did you see, uh, I don't really know how much we can actually talk about this, Uh-oh. but they released a poster for the birds of prey movie. I have not seen the poster. A lot of people hate it. Really? <laughs> a lot of people hate it. And why I, is that? Uh, well, I'm going to show you as soon as my phone stops being a little bitch. <laughs> Are you ready? I hope so. Huh? It's uh, interesting. Got all these little characters flying around. <laughs> yeah. It's very bizarre. It, I definitely, it for me personally, I instantly had like Suicide Squad vibes. I could see that for sure. Which can't, I mean, might be good or bad. It yeah. depends. Depends on, you know, that was a very divisive film. I know, and, and I know a lot of people like, uh, I wish Tony was here and I'm going to play devil's advocate for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I'm a, I don't know, I shouldn't say I know, but knowing Tony, mm-hmm. he can correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm He pretty- can't because he's not here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is not amped about this movie just because he likes the Birds of Prey comic. Yeah. But this seems to be like it's a Harley Quinn movie featuring featuring kind of sort of Birds of Prey. Like I I'm not a big fan of the way a lot of the characters look like if you look at the poster. uh, Let me zoom in on Ewan McGregor here. Wow, that's actually really crisp. Who's he playing? He's playing Black Mask. I'm assuming he'll get the mask at the last five minutes of the movie or something. Maybe. And then like that's um, Black Canary. She. uh, Yeah. I don't understand where the black, I can see where the canary comes in. This is uh, Cassandra Kane, I believe, which is the yeah, bad girl. Yeah, that she looks like uh, the chick from uh, Gorillas. And that is, this here is Huntress. Huh. I'm just, look, she looks very generic. They all look very generic to me. I'm like, definitely, yeah. I'm, that's the one thing a lot of the DC movies have done right, in my opinion, is costume design. Yeah. Is a lot like, of people argue, they'll say it's too drab in palette. Mm-hmm. But I think like as far as accuracy, like the Man of Steel suits, great. Oh, the it's Batman fan, suits, yep. fucking fantastic. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Um, Shazam. Shazam. Shazam is just, it pops right out of the comic. Oh yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. Again, pops right out of the comic. Looks really good. Um, regardless of what I felt about the movie, I thought he looked awesome. Yeah. And both Justice the League and The character design Aquaman. was fantastic. The only one they kind of missed with me a little bit was Flash. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like Flash's character um, design very much. But, and then you look at like Suicide Squad, it's like, some of them were okay. Like Killer Croc was not. Killer Croc was not. I was like, those. yeah, yeah he looks real um, budget. Deadshot, I thought was fine. Yeah. Uh, Captain before. Boomerang was fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else was in there? Slipknot. I can't forget <laughs> Slipknot. Harley Quinn. Like, I didn't mind a lot of that, but yeah, looking uh, at this stuff, it just, it, it screams like, uh, once again, I don't mean to insult anybody that's a fan. It screams CW to me. Yeah, I can see like, that. I just, it doesn't It doesn't say cinematic feel, cinematic budget. No, it it feels very like lower tier. And I don't know if they're meaning to do that. Like if they're meaning to be like, well, it's a more grounded, you know, street, uh, street wide. Street level. Street yeah. level type, you know, stuff playing out. So people aren't going to have these crazy costumes, but I'm just kind of like, ah. I mean, to be fair, it's a poster. So it is, it is. There, it's just one segment of one person's interpretation of the marketing for it. What I mean, and the title for the movie, for fuck's sake. The title I love. <laughs> Birds of Prey and the fantab- Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <laughs> and Professor Megorium's... Wonder Emporium. <laughs> Wonder Emporium, yes. Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. Um, which is, it's also funny because uh, it was also... Uh, recently announced, I think this week or last week, like end of last week. Yeah. Uh, there was news coming out that Margot Robbie wants to produce a new Tank Girl film. Yeah. Which I'm assuming she would then also be the star of, which I, I, would I was assume. like, I was like, that's fine. Like, that I'm seems all like for really it. good casting. I mean, I don't feel like it's much of a different role than Harley Quinn in some sense. No. <laughs> but so yeah, it'd be an excellent transit. Maybe she can play a slightly different character in each film until, you know, it's a totally different character eventually. Yes. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll be interested to see what they do with this. I they're definitely taking like the one thing that people really loved about uh, Suicide Squad, which was Harley Quinn. Yes, and they're definitely pushing that more. And I know to a lot of people's detriment, it's going to bring Harley Quinn more into the limelight. And oh God, for going damn near to the point of overexposure. Like with, but you know, to those people, I say this. If Harley Quinn is overexposed, in your opinion, then I would say so is Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm just saying you can't say one's more overexposed than the other, because in my mind, in my perception, they are about the same. Go to a Walmart, see how many Harley Quinn shirts you find and see how many Deadpool shirts you find. You'll probably find more Deadpool shirts. And I'm not I'm not like uh, harking on Deadpool or Deadpool fans. I'm just saying tomato, tomato. Yeah, they're highly marketable characters. Mm -hmm. They um personalities and the all of the stuff it's very yeah there's a reason why you see a billion cosplayers yep exactly uh you want to talk some comic stuff oh yeah of course you do of course you do <laughs> uh warning though spoilers for house of x and jj abrams first spider-man book which was released <laughs> this week um but we kind of talked about uh got your thoughts on like the current book when like a, yeah. a bunch of the x-men died and stuff like that in very elaborate ways uh so you uh once again, spoilers. <laughs> so Professor X has found a way to make mutants immortal. <laughs> All right. Using the combined might of Hope Summers, Tempest, Elixir, Proteus, and Gold Balls. <laughs> Along with I don't the, know who Gold Balls is. I don't is. know either. Along with the mutant DNA gathered by Mr. Sinister and copies of their minds he's utilized through Cerebro, Charles brings back the entire team of X-Men who were killed at the end of the previous issue. All right. Uh, and he also hopes to resurrect those murdered in Genosha way back. All right. Keep in mind, I'm reading this off from comic book movie. It's a brief yeah. synopsis, so it's the easiest way I can do this. As the issue progresses, Professor X's morality, morally ambiguous nature becomes more and more apparent, especially after he approves of Emma Frost using some pretty villainous means to ensure that Krakoa, Krako, I don't know, has been... Uh, named a sovereign nation. I'm guessing this is where all the mutants are at now. Uh -huh. Things take another unexpected turn in the final few pages as Charles welcomes in a number of X-Men villains and declares that all mutants now stand together, including Apocalypse, who aligns himself with Professor X on the final page. Huh. Which, and here's a, a image of them shaking hands. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that much laughter. <laughs> I'm Professor Xavier and I approve this message. <laughs> but, uh... People are saying it's, it's people from what I've said or read, people are saying that these books are really good. Yeah. House of X, I think. And it's power of X. Okay. That I just seeing the image of apocalypse and professor X in that weird fucking helmet, shake hands. It's just, <laughs> um, it's very strange. And I've, then from an outside perspective, it sounds like bad writing. Like they kill off all these characters and then just bring them bring back, back in a, this second, the issue afterward. People are saying it's really good. It's really like bringing the X-Men back, but I saw some comments and people floating around of what's going to end up happening is I feel like it might end up being like another giant crossover event because it seems like all the uh, mutants are now standing as one. Yeah. And it's going to be a battle for the earth and there's going to be a big, I, I'm like, don't let this, I please don't let this lead to like some multi, oh yeah, you know, like another, 15 uh, book a week, yeah. you know, crossover because those never work. No. Um, but I will say this is the most I've heard people talk about X-Men comics in a long, long, long time. Yes, I agree. The last time I was even remotely interested in an X title was that uh, Cable series when he was running from Bishop through time with uh, the mutant Messiah child. What year was that? Oh, like 2009, 2010. Oof. It was a while ago. Oof. <laughs> I know the last thing I read that really involved the X-Men, I think, was uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. A versus X, yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be a pretty good read, too. It wasn't bad. It was, you know, I thought some of the fights were a little uneven. Yeah. Like, I think it was Captain America versus Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. Yes. And I was just kind of like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
There was a cool part where uh, Gambit touched his scale mail and blew it up off of his chest. That's a dick move. Yeah, and like he thought he killed him, and then like he got up and his like apparently Cap was still talking on the intercom trying to get a sit rep while he was fighting Gambit, and Gambit was getting pissed off because he wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> He's just like, I, oh, I got time for this fucking guy. <laughs> Breeze over the second stringer. Is Gambit a second stringer? At this point, yes. Yeah, I guess so. He's popular in the 90s. He was a horseman of Apocalypse for a while, and it was really bad writing from what I heard. And they just haven't been able to really figure out how to use him since his, uh, he's always kind of in the background. Yeah, like he's pretty much heavy. been writing on his own, you know, his character's legacy's coattails, you know? <laughs> coattails. <laughs> he does have coattails. Yes, he does. I mean, even if you watch, like, even in, like, the X-Men animated series, like, once you get past, like, uh, kind of, like, the nature of the character, it's just kind of like, eh, and he's just kind of there. Yeah. <laughs> he never really did anything, like... Well, I mean, they'd always said one of the reasons they never wanted to put him in the movies was because, in a lot of ways, his personality is too much like Wolverine's. Yeah. Like... Snarky. Snarky, bad boy. Mm-hmm. I'm so cool, I don't gotta follow the rules. <laughs> he had cool... Staccata. He had the cool gloves, though. Yeah, he did. And I remember he, cutting gloves like that. And his hair could go for days. It could. So wispy. And <laughs> wispy and magical. Beautiful. Had it hanging out of that weird face Suck thingy. Head thing. Yeah. Like weird, weird face cow thing that like everyone had in the 90s. Uh, so once again, uh, spoilers for uh, another comic book here. I know you love J.J. Abrams. Yes. <laughs> He's the man. Uh, the comic world was kind of up in arms when it was announced, like him and his son were doing yes. a book. And even like a lot of comic writers and stuff were kind of like, well, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, you're not going to, you're giving this guy all his money to write this and you have writers sitting here and, and he not to mention he just gets fucking gets his kids, gets his kid a job. Yeah. It's a publicity stunt, you know? Yeah, it, it really was. Um, but when I read about what the first issue had in store, I was like, well, that wasn't at all what I expected. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I was like, well, is this, is this just J.J. Abrams being J.J. Abrams? <laughs> so there's a prologue in the book. Yeah. He comes up against this formidable new villain, Cadaverous. Cadaverous. Cadaverous, yeah. And, Sounds cool. Uh, you don't really see how the battle started, uh, but, you know, he's all tore up and looks like it's been a, quite a quite a battle. Um, so a little bit later in the battle, Mary Jane ends up getting killed. All right. So. <laughs> sounds sounds serious. Uh, but it's then, like, then you find out that they have a son. Who, Cadaverous and Mary Jane? Uh, yes. <laughs> Peter and Mary Jane have a son. All right. His name's Ben. Yeah. Is this in an alternate reality or like? I, it, I'm pretty sure this is going to be like one of those like one-off series. Like the Spider-Man one where it goes through each issue is a different decade or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> the story jumps forward like 12 years. And it's revealed that uh, Ben Parker is living with his Aunt May, which when I read that, I had to like reread. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Ben Parker's living with Aunt, what? (laughs) And I was like, oh, wait, no. Okay. Okay. We're good. Um, because apparently, you know, Spider-Man who now has like one arm. All right. Shouldn't he have have eight? Yeah. Apparently he's kind of turned out to be like a bit of a deadbeat. Um, what? Yeah, he's kind of like a deadbeat dad. Like he's not around. And wow. Uh, as the issue comes to a close, Aunt May discovers that Ben has superpowers. Uh huh. Tells him to go into the attic where he finds a the tattered remains of the Spider-Man costume. Um, to insinuate that he gave up once mm-hmm. you know after Mary Jane died. Uh, so now it seems like the story is actually going to follow a uh, new Spider-Man in like the future. Huh. Kind of sounds like a story that nobody asked for, really. <laughs> I don't know why. Sounds like a story nobody asked for. (laughs) You said that so confidently and so sure. When it comes to J.J. Abrams, I am not ashamed to pass judgment in an instant. You, you, you are not. <laughs> so is that just, I mean, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with J. I mean, I guess I kind of am familiar with J.J. Abrams right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like watched Star Wars movie and I've watched Star Trek. all of Lost. I did not. You are fine with that. <laughs> you can, if you watched the first three seasons of Lost and stopped watching, mm-hmm. it'd be great. You're like, oh, that was a great show. I don't know what happens next and I never will. And it's fine. <laughs> okay. Note to self. 
I watch Lost. <laughs> stop, stop after, after season stop three. Stop after season three. And then like the writer strike happens, and yeah. Oh, that did a lot of number on a lot of shows. Like Heroes. Yeah. It fucked Scrubs. Heroes. Scrubs, yeah. It fucked Scrubs too. It fucked Heroes and it <laughs> fucked Scrubs. Who didn't it fuck? Um, so yeah, so does that does this sound like kind of, you know, by the numbers, Abrams writing or where he's just like, well, I don't give a shit about any established lore. They also make us about what I want, I guess. <laughs> well, when you word it like that, it, it <laughs> seems kind of obvious. So <laughs> he did with Star Trek. Yeah. I, I like well, Star fuck Trek. I'll blow up Planet Vulcan. Those guys are assholes. Any that was the only thing I did like. He blew up Planet Vulcan. I always hated the Vulcans. I uh smug dicks. It's always one of those things for me because I was never a Star Trek fan. Yeah. And I, but I'm like, oh, I, but I like that Star Trek movie. But a lot of Star Trek fans are like, ah, that's not Me. Star Trek. <laughs> that's not Star Trek. You know how you know Star Trek fans are all like Star Wars fans, except for it's not an old trilogy, a new trilogy, and the you know the newest trilogy, and then the movies. There's like five or six series, and each one is, oh, this one is canon, but these other ones aren't, except for maybe this one, and you know, like, and they all hate each other. And it only got worse when the new Star Trek series came out. Enterprise or what's Discovery? The, Discovery. Yeah, people got really up in arms about that. What about this new one, Pop? God. I'm interested because Patrick Stewart's in it and that's about it. There seems to be, you know, not to go off on a tangent here, but there definitely seems to be this like um, infatuation mm-hmm. with following up with our childhood heroes at an older age. Yes. Why is that? Well, um, our generation is really obsessed with nostalgia. Nowadays, you can pretty much make whatever you want in a TV show or a movie. And most people, most actors are down for it. Yeah, most actors Because most are of them are, are need a job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A lot of actors that were TV actors, it career didn't pan out the way they wanted, or maybe they're just, you know, in the declining part of their career, and this totally reinvigorates it and gives them, you know, rejuvenates their interest in acting all over again. And to be fair, I, I'm not saying Patrick Stewart. Uh, he's never stopped acting. He's, he's like, never stopped. Yeah. He's always been in the, in the limelight, especially with the X-Men films. Yep. But like just recently, I saw that um, Sylvester Stallone wants to do that one uh, sequel to one movie with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, Tango and Cash? Yeah. Fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> he wants to do... A Tango and Cash <laughs> sequel. What? Yes. <laughs> Dude, that'd be great. <laughs> news within news. Here. Yeah, no Make shit. Um, so it, I'm not going to lie. There was part of me, I read the synopsis of the first book and I was like, oh man, I kind of want to read it. But at the same time, sounds I'm like, weird. do I want to get into this? Because it sounds like it's just going to be one of those things that like has an interesting hook, but then zero payoff. Yeah. Sounds like J.J. Abrams in a <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do like some J.J. Abrams stuff. Like the first Star Trek movie wasn't bad. And I really liked it. Introduced a bunch of people, new people to Star Trek, you know, lore. Like you, for instance. Yeah. Planet Volcom. (laughs) Planet Voltron. (laughs) Planet Voltron. (laughs) But yeah. Live long and prepare. (laughs) That's hard to do. Like I had to learn to do that. Hey, I don't look at you. See, you're a natural fan. He's doing the Vulcan uh, high five. Vulcans all around. Yeah. The Ninja Turtle hand. (laughs) And the first three seasons of Lost. Oh, I don't know if he directed 12 Cloverfield Lane, but that movie was really good. You know, I think he might have just produced it. I was just looking at uh, some uh, panels from the book. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures. The picture on the page is just part of it. And it showed like the uh, Ben Parker like trying to open a door and he kind of like, you know, I'm assuming his super strength comes in or whatever. He's sticking to it. Uh-huh. And I, I the thing is that you said, it kind of clicked in my brain where J.J. was just kind of like, ah, oh, well, fuck the Lord. I just want to tell the story my way. And it just seems like it's kind of his <laughs> way of wanting to like tell a Spider-Man origin story without... Using Spider-Man, yes. so you can just kind of be like, "Well, it just, it's just my thing." And yeah, I mean, what's old is new. Yeah, which is kind of what he did with with Star Trek. It's what he did with the Force Awakens. Yep. He's just like, "Well, I'll just make a whole new lore because there's going to be time travel." And you know, like, why even bother doing that? I'm starting to think that JJ Abrams is a one-trick pony. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a one-trick pony that makes money. Lots of it. He's the odd flop. Yeah. All right. Well, 
We're going to have J.J. Abrams, the director of Cloverfield, a movie. About, about monsters? Yep. <laughs> I like to think that people listen to the shows for the segues. I think it's the only reason they listen. Yeah. Once the segue gets in, click. Like, <laughs> done. That's how they just want to see how they Decent work Decent episode. Segway, give it seven out of ten. <laughs> he was motorboated. Um, yeah, so you you came up with the idea of doing monsters. Like yes. you're talking about monsters and comic books and some crazy monsters. And you're like, I know a lot about that. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I think we should talk about at first some of the more well-known uh, monsters or monster-like characters yeah. from uh, comic books, which when I think of monsters in comic books, when you even mentioned it, the f- first one I thought of was Swamp Thing. Yes. Like, not even, like I didn't even have, I was like, well, there's Swamp Thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's Swamp Thing, there's Man Thing. Oh, Giant Sized Man Thing. <laughs> giant Sized Man Thing. But I love I about, want that comic book just yeah, because, because you can have a Giant Sized Man <laughs> get Thing. Get a poster of it. Oh yeah, I want to get a poster idea, of my Giant print. Sized Man Thing. <laughs> it's a little green and mossy, when I, but when I go to Ace Comic Con in a couple weeks, I'll, I'm going to look and see. Fuck yeah. If I could find a Giant Sized Man <laughs> Thing. Or if, even if I could get just a, a shirt that says that has like, giant a cover, man Giant Sized Man <laughs> Thing on the front, I will be aces. Oh dude, I would. Hey, it's a pun. I like that. He's got that. I deliver. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, there's a really old lineage of monsters and comics. I always thought it was really cool. Marvel, when it was timely comics, I mean, they uh, had some superhero books. And then right pretty much up until Spider-Man came along, it was all monster comics. And that used, that used to be a thing. Like, I mean, if you watch some of the old movies, uh, the first one that comes to my brain is like Monster Squad. Yep. We're like, don't be reading any of those monster books. Yep. And it's like monster comic books. And well, I, I mean, they're was, made illegal by the Comics Code Authority for crying out loud well, for I re- the longest time. I remember like thinking as a kid, I'm like, who reads monster comic <laughs> books? Like, that's not a thing. It's superheroes. <laughs> stupid. And it's back then it was. It was monster comics. Like, I mean, like they've even, some of them are still to this day. A lot of people don't realize Groot was a uh, Silver Age villain, giant monster. Really? Yeah, Groot, the monster from Planet X. Really? And he was like, uh, See, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, he, um, he was a lot bigger. And then they rebooted him to be a, barely even 12 feet tall. So much smaller monster these days. And now he's a cute bobblehead on yep, people's no, dashboards. Yeah, it's funny how things change in the Marvel universe. It's a very strange thing. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, even before the movies, like when Groot was in Guardians, like he was like a very, still a very scary looking guy. Yeah, big giant tree man like yeah, and like, like his uh, very angular shapes, like very like um, I don't know, like and he had angry eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and teeth. Yep. He had those weird, like, they're like whale-like teeth almost. Mm-hmm. Was, they did that a lot. But even like um, some of your more classic monsters. Mm-hmm. Werewolf by Night. Dracula. Dracula. Frankenstein's monster. All have a place in early comics. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite as early as comics, but I thought of this too when you mentioned this. There um, was an episode. I want to say it was either Ultimate Spider-Man or Spectacular. One of the Spider-Man shows. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the one that was on Nickelodeon. One of the ones I think on Disney and where they called in the Howling Commandos. Yes. And, but it wasn't like the Howling Commandos from the Captain America movie. Uh-huh. It was like the monster Howling Commandos. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. I was like. They were literally Howling Commandos. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> this ain't my Howling Commandos. It's much more literal. Yeah. I would say literally. Yeah. But no. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was like kind of the Marvel's bread and butter right up until the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man. That was pretty much all they did. DC also did some like Starro. He's a he's a really old character. They mainly Marvel mainly did giant monsters. Although, like you said, they had ones like Man Thing. Dracula wasn't allowed for the longest time because you used to not be allowed to have vampires in books. Oh yeah, because any undead mentioning of the undead was uh, completely not allowed. Not allowed to drink blood, anything like that, because they had this. You know, all things old become new again. They thought that. Comic books rotted your brains and it turned children into degenerates. And <laughs> same thing that happened with uh, us. Yep, with us, to, to us specifically. <laughs> 
But no, like the same thing happened in, you know, the 90s with the uh, video game panic. It was the same thing with comics because you had people freaking out about Spawn and pretty much anything Rob Layfield drew. They're like, that doesn't look like a real living being. What is that? <laughs> what kind of satanic <laughs> shit is this? And yeah, it kind of goes full circle. It was kind of a resurgence of monsters and comics right around uh, Spawn, actually, because Todd McFarlane loved drawing monsters because you had like Violator, uh, Malbolgia, you know, all the weird demon things that you do. Venom is kind of a monster character in a way. Carnage. Well, Carnage, I mean, the entire sure. Carnage, Maximum Carnage thing. Yeah. Like all of that was very like, I think we've talked about it before on the show, like the uh, the commercial for the video game uh-huh. horrified me as a child. Oh, yeah, it was it great. It rocked me to my core. The giant Carnage, like reaching over the city. Yeah. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's the stuff of fucking nightmares. Da, 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 da. Had Green Jelly do the soundtrack. How fucking cool was, was that? Yeah. <laughs> Green Jelly, they did the, uh, didn't they do the little pig? Yep. <laughs> and they did like four <laughs> songs. <laughs> Another monster, the big bad wolf. Then Rambo. <laughs> and they called it Rambo. <laughs> Yo, wolf face. I think it's like the third time we've brought up that song. <laughs> God bless. Uh, Green Jelly, yeah. God bless timeline. Yep. God bless this timeline we live in now. Oh, um, you know, it's kind of funny you had mentioned the whole thing with uh, like the vampires because that kind of peaked its head again with the Spider-Man animated series. Yep, because they, they brought in Morbius. Sh- couldn't ha- the living vampire. The, yeah, and that's why he was called the living vampire in the yeah, comics. Because, because he was, wasn't undead. He yep. couldn't be undead. Funny oh. how that is, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they had to totally reach it. Change it up. They couldn't mention blood. Like you said, they, uh, yep. he couldn't bite their necks. So they had weird little creepy leechy hands. Which I think is more horrifying. Much more. I would much rather be bitten in the neck by his weird bat face. Than like have him touch, like, like, <laughs> which I'm assuming just felt like a bunch of leeches, like on your skin. That is horrifying to yes. me. <laughs> and like they would, and then they like in that show though, they did eventually bring in like Blade's mom, who was like the vampire with the flat top, which I'm, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Just because it's Blaze Mod doesn't mean she has to have a flat top too. Why did she have a flat I don't top? Know. You know, I feel like all of the '90s characters, like the '90, like they didn't know how to draw black people's hair at all in Spider-Man. Because so they just gave. You know what? They did give them all flat tops. They did, except for uh, Robbie. Robbie had like Huxtable hair. <laughs> it's right, he did Huxtable hair. Because there was the one episode with uh, the the I forget his name, the black kid in it, but Carlton Fresh yes. Prince is the voice for him. <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> He didn't even do the Carlton. No, not once. <laughs> um, we kind of talked about Dracula and mm-hmm. Dracula. Also, there was the uh, I, you know, and surprisingly, I've never read. I've read a lot of monumental books for Batman, mm-hmm. but I've never read the uh, was it Dark Reign or yeah, the, the, the one the where Batman he was a vampire. Dracula. Yeah. Or is that the, are you talking about the one the Elseworld where he became a vampire? Could be. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the animated weird movie of Batman versus Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like a weird animated movie. But yes, there was the one. Where he became a vampire. And I remember when I started, we started working at the movie theater. Well, when I started working at the movie theater, I remember we used to be allowed to like take stuff in to read mm-hmm. like during the day. I remember taking in like a lot of Batman books at the time. I took in like Nightfall, stuff like that. Hell yeah. I was talking to somebody there about it and I mentioned, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, and there's a book where he, you know, we were talking about Batman and she was like, did you ever read the one where he's like a vampire? I was like, no, there's like, don't, it's not good. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I never, <laughs> I never read it, but I don't know. I could be really missing out. I've read it. What do you think? Um, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a product of its time for sure. <laughs> and you're definitely going for extremo with it, but I enjoyed it for extremo what it was. Emo? Yes. If you thought Batman was angsty when he wasn't a vampire, <laughs> then holy shit, Alfred, I'm a fucking vampire now. <laughs> that's all he would say. Oh, 
I was serious. But yeah, then you have your giant size man things and, you know, human size. Marvel was also really big on the huge fucking monsters too. Like Fin Fang Foom, who I oh, love to it, death. He's still which, around. To this day, is still one of the most sought after build figures in I Marvel Legends it. history. I have the Fin Fang Foom action figure from the Iron Man action figure line from the animated series. The fuck was his deal? Fin Fang Foom? No, Iron Man. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is he a man? Is he iron? But no, uh. Why does this costume look like tights, but it's iron? I don't get it. <laughs> he was a really big space dragon. And, uh, With a twirly mustache. A twirly mustache. Sometimes he wears shorts. Sometimes he doesn't. That's all about all I know about him. <laughs> I haven't really read any of his comics. <laughs> I watched him in the, anim- in the animated series. He was an alien dragon who had his this power source from his ship stolen for, by uh, the Mandarin. And that was what made his power rings. So they formed an uneasy alliance, kind of like the Shredder and uh, Krang. <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh, man. You, sometimes you forget how just ridiculous. Yeah. So somebody, so what are we going to do? We got the space dragon come. Yeah. And then this uh, evil, uh, stereotypical racist Asian villain guy. You haven't given power rings. <laughs> to fight an Iron Man. <laughs> who also is friends with Spider-Woman. And who else, he had a really weird team. Hawkeye was there. Yeah. It was like the Avengers, but not the yeah, Avengers. Yeah, it was the Avengers, except for Captain America, pretty much. That must have been some sort of... And, uh, Black Widow was there, I believe. Mm. But yeah, there's Fin Fang Foom, and there was Gru, who I think was a... I may be wrong on this. I think that was the giant monster that the Fantastic Four fight in their first issue. Eh, don't worry, somebody will let us know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will. <laughs> and then pretty much every giant monster, they all uh, were, you know, pretty much either ended up being part of like the Mole Man's army or uh, Namor's army when he blows that magic uh, conch shell thingy. You know, why didn't they ever bring Fing Fang Foom into the into the MCU? I don't know. I would have loved Fin Fang Foom. Seems like it could have worked simply. <laughs> they have those weird space whale dragon guys that the Jatari have. I mean, have. to be honest, it may sound like I'm joking. <laughs> But as off the wall as shit has gotten in the MCU, is it really that out of the realm to bring no. in like a dragon? No. They were, like I said, like those space whale guys. Yeah. Those weird space mosasaurus. They're basically dragons. You have talking trees and raccoons. Yeah. And you've had giant elemental monsters that weren't real, but they, you know, were still in the movie. Everyone was just like, oh, okay, there's elementals, I guess. So that's a thing. <laughs> um, I think when you when you discuss, you know, monsters and in, in comics, um, I think Marvel has one of the more popular ones we kind of mentioned earlier is Blade. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I never realized, like, looking at, like, the Blade movies, how much fanfare there was for Blade. Uh, he has a really big fan base. Like, I always, really, guess, I always really thought big. it was, like, just kind of, like, one of those more underground characters. But, like, when I see, like, especially, like, when they announced recently that they're going to be doing an MCU Blade people movie. People flipped out, both happy and angry. Like, there's just a ton of people like, oh, Wesley Snipes should be Blade. It's the only Blade, you know. I ignore that crowd. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I mean, granted, the guy who, I can't remember his name. He's a really good actor. He played uh, Cottonmouth in um, the first season. Luke of, Cage? Yeah, Luke Cage. And he's either nominated or he won an Academy Award. Yeah, so he's got, and like, Marvel's really good at doing that, at getting these, like, unknown but well-versed actors mm-hmm. who have had, like, accolades and stuff and putting them in these roles, and it ends up working really well more often than not, um, but... I'm very, I'm very interested to see what they do because the Blade movies, the original Blade movies mm-hmm. were R. Yes. And they were very hard R. Hard R. <laughs> hard R. <laughs> Big hard throbbing R. So I'm interested how they're going to do a like vampire hunter. I mean, vampires by nature are violent. Are violent. Yeah, they violent. rip your throat out and drink the blood. Unless it's Twilight. Yes. Yes, I went there. <laughs> it, it's usually, you know, pretty gruesome. Yeah. It's by nature. They're monsters. Yeah. They're evil. They represent uh like predatory sexuality that's what that's yeah. what vampires are you know some people find them very erotic yes fuck yeah <laughs> i guess it's some fucking twilight books <laughs> but yeah we'll see if it's r-rated we'll see how they fit vampires into the mcu that's another thing yeah because now that you got it's 
Because they couldn't fit in mutants, but now they're going to have vampires, you know, like... Well, they're going to have to find a way to fit in mutants. Yeah, they're like, going to have to find a way to fit in like, mutants, and then they're probably going to have to have Dracula now, which is cool, don't get me wrong. Oh, man, that's going to get weird. so weird and convoluted. That's going to be really weird when, like, finally, like, you realize, like, oh, in, in the time that, you know, Iron Man's happening, Dracula exists. Yeah. <laughs> <There's> Dracula's <laughs> out doing something while Iron Man's in a cave building a suit out of a box of scraps. <laughs> I wonder what Dracula's up to right now. Dracula's out there and, and, <laughs> and Professor X and Magneto. Yep. Just out doing something. Goddamn. <laughs> My mind's a dying star flashing in on itself. <laughs> I'm sure that's the mind of the fucking writing staff that has to keep all this lore together. Yeah, in the like MCU. now, okay. You can imagine that person that they walk over to the desk like, so, uh, Tom, <laughs> we got a task for you for the MCU. We need, we you, need to- you to figure out what Dracula's been doing this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Dracula, he's, he's been around the whole time doing something. We need you to explain why he hasn't been in the public eye. <laughs> why Captain America didn't run into him in World War II. <laughs> and they'll do some weird retconning, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, the... Uh, It'll turn out that uh, Dracula killed... Uh, Tony Stark's parents. Yeah, Tony Stark's parents and Peter Parker's parents. Yes, he'll and like Uncle Ben. Next, yep, he'll he be like... shot Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula's standing in the corner there. Shooting. Stick a dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting a laser beam at Uncle Ben. <laughs> I hope that Dracula looks exactly like the Dracula for Monster Squad. Uh, by far the, the <laughs> best on screen yes. Dracula to date. That's the second Monster Squad reference. Yep, suck it, Gary Oldman. Sorry, that's just your second banana to this Dracula. It's true. Sorry, uh, Mr. Lugosi. <laughs> yep. Pretty much every Dracula. Sorry, except for Christopher Leslie. Lee. Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Close oh, yeah. second. Close second. Very close. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's just stupid. Yeah, I knew that when we picked this topic that it would be the best episode of all time. <laughs> all right, back to seriousness. Another fun thing. <laughs> About monsters. Yeah, they, Marvel had its own monster island. And for a long-ass time, Marvel had the rights to a Godzilla. So Godzilla was part of the giant monster pantheon in uh, Marvel Comics for decades. Can you imagine if they tried to work Godzilla in the MCU? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, I'd be all fucked up now because uh, then you got to work in King Kong. Yeah. And then Brie Larson and Tom Hiddleston are in that. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, true. Elizabeth Olsen's in the first yeah. Godzilla. And uh, what's his name that played Quicksilver? Yeah. Quicksilver and Kickass are in it too. Quicksilver Kickass. <laughs> Quickass. Quickass. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. One well, yeah. shirt that says Quickass. <laughs> It'll go with my uh, don't be a beast wear a shirt. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You can wear that without pants too. <laughs> that's true. Just so- uh, Donald Duck it. <laughs> So yeah, at the same time in the Marvel Universe, you had Godzilla, all the Transformers, Dracula, just all hanging out. I'm getting aroused just thinking <laughs> about this. It's a, it's a crazy cast of guys, and they just never ended up bumping into each other. That's a shame. That's It is. Spider-Man did uh, fight Megatron in a comic. How'd that go? Uh, he'd webbed him, and then Megatron just blasted a hole underneath Spider-Man, and he fell out of his ship. <laughs> all right. And that was the end I think of it? it? Yeah, that was the best it could have went for everyone involved. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're like, well, we can't have Megatron job to Spider-Man because he's, you know, a 30 foot tall alien robot. So they did the old, uh, everyone looks strong. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Double count everyone... out or double DQ. <laughs> yeah. Double DQ. I would call it. Yeah. Like that bullshit on Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then there are even bigger monsters. There's uh, Ego, the living world. I'll oh, say he counts. Gala- is it Galactus? No, Galactus is a force of nature. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a person and he can talk. I think if you look like a person and you can talk, you don't count as a giant monster. Because if you start going down that road, you can be like, well, is Apocalypse a giant, you know, a monster? Because he can grow giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, I mean, there are other giant monsters that can talk that are still considered monsters. So maybe I'm just being a racist. Something that maybe I've got some growing to do. <laughs> Yes, you got to learn that monsters can talk too. Monsters are people too. I want to 
there been any good wolfmen besides uh, Beast? Besides Beast and Wolfsbane and Wolfsbane and uh, Fang Cap Wolf or Cap Wolf? Yeah, oh. you know <laughs> they. In the early points of Marvel Legends, they released like a really good Captain America figure, but then he also came with the wolf cap head. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, the fuck? <laughs> Why not? Oh, okay. It's funny how like, you know, wolf cap is uh, just like such a cult status character. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's Captain America, but he's a fucking werewolf. Well, I wish they would But everyone loves it, including me. I wish they would have done that in the MCU. Yeah, man. Couldn't they have like... Fighting Thanos, it's not going well. Then a full moon comes out. <laughs> He's just like some shape. Teen Wolf shit. Yeah, maybe that's... maybe in the What If. Yeah, in the Marvel What If. Maybe. Oh, that would be amazing. I like that you almost did a wolf cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> getting all Wolfman Jack over yeah. here. <laughs> but yeah, I love all the uh, monsters in the comics. DCs, I don't know too much about. Sadly, I know there's you know like they have a lot of the crazy science ones because they had all the comics in the 40s and 50s, like Machine Man. And Frankenstein's literally a character in uh, DC too. He's like a biker sort of guy, kind of a monster's feel. It's really weird when they take these characters and just keep continuing with lore with them. And they just kind of do their own thing with them. Yeah. I think it's cool. I mean, it's basically what they did with Thor. Now Thor has like four different Thor offs, including a lady Thor, a frog Thor, a horse-faced alien Thor. That's just a-okay with me. That's weird. Would Man Bat be considered a monster? I'd consider I mean, him a monster. Yeah, he's like more of the... I mean, he is... He's a science monster. Science monster. But I mean, then again, like Frankenstein's Frankenstein, a science monster. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's undead, but he's also a science monster. And then well, there's that Frankenstein's monsters of... Yeah, okay. Come on. Don't be that guy. I'm going to do it. Because <laughs> I look like uh, a... Technically. Because I look like an idiot in this episode. Technically, so. Professor Frankenstein was the one who created the monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, there's also that werewolf that uh, Batman fought in the animated series when that weird scientist guy who looked oh, like Mo Howard. Yeah. And he's uh, the Olympian. <laughs> yeah. And had that weird uh, guitar the, music. Yeah. <laughs> that weird twang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Batman, Batman had a lot of quips in that episode. He did. He called him Shaggy. <laughs> he's also, he's fought a man bat. He's fought a werewolf. He has fought a panther monster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pan, not panthro, but uh, <laughs> that was Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, that's something. They count. But uh, Tigress and, was it Tigress? Might have been Tigress or? I'm, oh. There may be something else. But I remember because it was the episode where Catwoman got turned into a cat. Yeah. A literal cat A woman. furry, yeah. Uh, a creepy. fucking furry. That's how it all started. Fucking dirty furries. <laughs> <laughs> Our furry listening just dropped. Oh, no. That's like 70% of our audience. <laughs> we appeal to the furry community. It's what we do, per per. <laughs> yif yif, my friend. What? Oh, you don't know what that means? No. You're better off not knowing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's Googling it now that doesn't. That's with uh, two Fs, I think. God. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, Furries count as monsters, by the way. They do. Yeah. I mean, you can't talk about monsters in comics without talking about the undead. Yes. Not Dracula, but the literal undead Marvel uh, Zombies. Marvel Zombies. I was gonna say yeah. that was like one of the first things I think of, and like it's a, it was such a revival of the schlock monster was. comic, and I loved it. And they did so many of them. The and thing it, is, is like I bought it not really knowing like what to expect. I was uh-huh. kind of like, oh, here's this, weird. and it, like it was like really like goofy and weird. It was. And I was just kind of like Captain America had his brain hanging out for most of the comic. Yes. I mean, spoiler alert: they kill and eat Galactus. They do and gain uh, eat Galactus's powers. That. That continued on for a really long time because like... There were like five, I think, at least. I, I, know, I read even, the first three and then I think there was another after that. And I think there were spinoffs too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like there was... Because I remember like one of the last things I read was when like when Magneto got eight eaten. Yeah. Like he was like one of the last ones yeah. standing. Magneto um, was a... I mean, it all started in the in Ultimate Fantastic Four when they had teased a crossover between the Ultimate Universe and the uh, 616 Universe. And it turned out that the 616 Universe was an imposter universe of zombies <laughs> and they all started invading... 
And uh, they, they, you know, like they ended up fending them off and closing the dimensional door. But it became so popular, they're like, well, all right, let's just make this its own series then. And it ended up still, it ended up outlasting Ultimate Fantastic Four. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, and most yeah. of the Ultimate series, yeah. actually. Most of the Ultimates are gone now. I think Trent Miles Morales is still around. Ultimate Reed Richards is a villain now. He is? Yeah. He, he was, is? He's also wearing a big, weird, goofy helmet. That's what you do when you become bad. You yeah, get a big, when you're, goofy yeah, when you're a, like when Cyclops became evil, he got the stupid visor with the X, which yep. made no goddamn sense. <laughs> no, it shoots out X's. Like, how does he see out of it? Ugh. <laughs> um, and then he was Captain Falcon when he had the Phoenix Force. There was uh, DC's Blackest Night. Yes, very similar premise. Which I never made it through all the way. Um, yes, it kind of ran out of steam towards the end, I felt. It seems like... One, I mean, like a, somebody had a really good idea, but they like overexpanded it by a lot. I agree. And Especially was, if you read all the tie-ins. Yeah. And, that's, and you have to pretty much because like you don't see, uh, one, I think the biggest crime that it committed having Earth 2 Superman be a uh, Superman. It was in the tie-ins with Superman exclus- exclusively. Mm-hmm. He should have been one of the big villains in it because he had uh, Silver Age Superman's power set. Yeah. So he could, you know, crack planets in half by flicking his finger or snuff out stars by blowing on them, you know, like shit like that that he's done in the Silver Age. Yeah, like I, I, I was once again on paper, like it's a great idea, and I still think that it'd be super awesome if DC did like an animated movie of it, just like a condensed yeah. version of Fuck it. Yeah, Cliff Notes version. Yeah, like because who doesn't love zombies and who doesn't love superheroes? Like you put them together, and mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoyed it. I like you said, I think it was too long. I think if you want to read a really good space battle, it didn't involve any of the undead, but uh, Sinestro Core War was a uh, shorter, more, yeah. more pow. I mean, and call me crazy, You're honestly, crazy. Um, but I'm just, I'm not. Really, and I, I don't mean to go off on a, on a tangent or on another side thing here, <laughs> but uh, I'm just not into like books that have like four or five different tie-in titles that you have to follow. To. No, like, I, who is? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't want to I'm spend sure all there are people that are. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you're buying one big condensed uh, graphic novel, you know, trade paperback, whatever. But like hunting down all these fucking, you know, this big checklist and you, man, I'm like, man, you're Civil made- War. Fuck that, man. Civil War was like the worst of them all. And it, oh, it made me like, I read about half of the tie-ins and I was like, oh my God, it's like fucking homework getting through it. It's a slog fest. feels like you're grinding in an RPG to get to the level you need to get at. And then by the time you're there, you're tired of playing the game in the well, first it just, place. It's just, I mean, a lot of it just ends up feeling like filler too. Yes. Who likes filler? Well, the thing is like- in a cake. Yes, I love that. Or a donut. <laughs> or donut. But yeah, like- most of the tie-ins can have too much of an impact on the main story. That's the problem. Yeah. But then some will have like little hints where they mention and they just give you this little taste of it to where it has a semblance of continuity where like, oh. This Enough is- to where you feel like, like, oh, I missed something. Yeah. And go- they'll do that for like the main ones. Like they'll have Spider-Mans or like the Avengers or whatever. And then like, you know, X-Men's normally won't or, you know, some other character that's shoehorned into it won't have anything to do. And it just puts everyone else's individual story arcs on hold because they got to finish this big epic event that happens every six months. <laughs> It's, that's the real monster. That tie-in is, events. As mon, tie-in events and giant comic events yes. are the real monster. Crossover events are the big monster that we all have to slay together. Um, I don't think, I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, different monsters and zombies and undead, but, and I know we have our opinions on it, but you can't, you know, uh, discredit uh, Robert Kirkman's Walking Dead. No. Um, that, I, very few things, especially in comics. Yes. Anymore, have any kind of cultural impact. Yes. When you look at comics, Think of how many original ideas have come out in the past 15, 20 years. I cannot. (laughs) Think of how many of those original ideas have spawned 
the following that Walking Dead has from, you know, the first issue to the first episode of the show. So now look to where it's at now where like, you know, you walk into it's a cultural juggernaut. It is. It's, it's, and it's, it's almost, you know, mind boggling to think about, like to think about this book that nobody really expected to do anything. And like, I know, like, even when I started reading it, it was just kind of like this little thing where I was kind of like, Oh, this is cool. This is a cool book. Yeah. Like, I'm really super into this. And then like the rest of the world kind of caught up with you and you're, you're like, like eh. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I held out longer than most. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I did. I did sour on the show eventually. Like once, like you know, uh, Andrew Lincoln left and stuff like that. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Well, I mean, point? yeah, you watched the show for way. I stopped after the first season's finale, man. I and I think I've said it here before. I stopped watching on the. Sh I lost interest in the show pretty much where I lost interest in the book, which was when Negan showed up and shortly after uh, Glenn died. Like after that, like it, it just was. It was just like one of the most shocking things, and, and I finished it, and I was just kind of like, oh. But Walking Dead is a great example of like a monster comic book. At least it started out to be a monster comic book. And it wasn't until later where like the zombies almost became background. Yes. Which I guess was kind of what they were going for. He always said that was his intention of yeah. human society. But I always thought he was just bullshitting us, man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Nope. He legit was not. And like, and I think that's another thing that kind of, you know, the, the threat of the zombies wasn't really there anymore. Yeah. Like it was the, the humans were the real monster. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> like I remember like just turning those, like you get those splash pages of just like, hordes of zombies and you'd just be like oh shit how are they gonna get out of this yep. like they're really in for it this time when they like uh when they got to the prison and you saw like there were zombies all over and you're just like oh fuck um yeah that was a uh, like oh no you know when they the just settled in <laughs> every time every time yeah. <laughs> just keep happening that those books are some of my most fondest memories of reading any kind of monster books i mean i remember being like just waiting and waiting for you know next issue to come out oh yeah i remember waiting monthly for an issue to come out people don't understand it's an agonizing experience. especially a book like the walking dead where everything is just you know oh no this person's held hostage or oh no this person's stranded on a roof yeah. with zombies all over you know like Think about, you know, watching your favorite TV show and how sometimes you have to wait week to week to find out what happens. Mm -hmm. And then multiply it by four. And then, yeah. <laughs> Imagine now waiting, have to waiting a month. I guess you could kind of... The seasons. Equivalent that between seasons. Yeah. But, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, like uh, Walking Dead, especially those early issues was just... Oh, yeah. It was so good. And then it was oh, like, dude, it was shocking. Like, Oh, yeah. It was at the height of that zombie craze, mm -hmm. too, that we I've were really I've always in. loved zombies to death. <laughs> oh, as a pun there. <laughs> <laughs> Love zombies. <laughs> I love the classic slow zombies. I like the fast zombies. There ain't no oh, zombie man. that I don't like. I like the zombies that talk. I like the zombies that eat brains. There's no zombie you'll say no to. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a slut for zombies. Zombies are, I think, uh, I think what makes them so terrifying more so than like a Dracula mm -hmm. or uh, a werewolf or a Frankenstein or any of that <laughs> stuff is I'm not saying that zombies can happen. <laughs> <laughs> but they will. But they will. But <laughs> there is a certain sense of realism yeah. to them. I think it's in the portrayal of the humans around them. Yeah, that it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like, like up there with like uh, exorcisms. Yeah. Like exorcisms, like scare the shit out of me. Oh, me too. Like the whole idea of it, like for years, I would not watch The Exorcist. <laughs> it, it's one of the... I didn't watch it until... I want to say like it had to have been like at least 2013, 14-ish. No kidding. Yeah. And like I the only reason I I barely kind of watched it where it was like it was on a room, on in a room <laughs> with like a bunch of people, like at a like a Halloween party uh -huh, or something like that. Like, eh. And I was just kinda like, eh, I don't want to be scared. <laughs> you want but, everyone uh, know I'm a puss puss. Yeah. <laughs> but it is also like scary. I, I just remember hearing stories of like my parents talking about how like when my aunt saw it, after she saw it, she couldn't sleep for like a week. Yeah. And stuff like that. And like people fainting in the theater and like passing out, throwing up, blah, that, blah, my blah, mom blah. when she she went and saw it. Uh, she went home and uh, our uh, sister, I can't remember my sister was, she was spending that at a friend's house or something. And uh, she went to go, you know, just, she went into the room and the living room had a little crib with a doll in it. Uh. Like when she closed the door, 
the doll like leaned forward and fell, and when it fell, its head spun around backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! After seeing The Exorcist, that's so. like some Three Stooges shit. <laughs> so yeah, she didn't sleep well that week after that. So oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, right after seeing The Exorcist, you know. No, thank you. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's one thing they haven't done a lot of in comics is like exorcisms. No, it's pretty rare. They try to avoid stuff like, you know, the, you know, the satanic stuff. They still do to this day. Of course, there's characters named Satanus, you know, and stuff like that. But and like, um, uh, what's his name? Raven's dad's pretty much is Trigon the Terrible. Trigon is pretty much the devil. Like yeah. The devil. Like they have a lot of these characters that are the devil. Yeah. Plenty of them. But uh, they won't say they're the devil. Yeah. Mephisto. He's the yeah. devil. He's the devil. I mean, he's red. He wears like tights. He has horns. <laughs> he has a pointy cape and he's got a fork. That's weird that they they just won't be fell it out be like and this is Satan yeah <laughs> I think that well they used to in like the seventies it was a thing for a minute uh, there's that one guy who was like the son of Satan I can't remember his name Damien. he was a Marvel guy that was it I don't know <laughs> oh, I just it? always go to Damien as being the but that's oh, a yeah. Damien it's all Wayne. for you <laughs> <laughs> oh man Dormammu he's basically yeah, the devil yeah. yep. Etrigan's yeah. a famous demon. Plenty of demons. Blackheart. Blackheart's oh, another famous fuck, one. Justice League Dark. Justice League Dark, yeah. Plenty oh, of them, yep. So good. <laughs> Dead Man and... So many occult characters. Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love monsters. Me too. Feel free to comment some of your favorite <laughs> monsters down below. There's plenty that we missed, especially and, the DC ones. That's my blind spot. Um, yeah, tell us if there's anything we missed. Um, and maybe somewhere in here we can find a good... This should have been a Halloween topic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we didn't but, think it through. <laughs> Hindsight being 2020, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Whoops, a doodle. We'll think of another one. We will. Well, we got you guys. Probably review something specifically, like a Halloween special or something. Casper the Friendly Ghost. Oh, that'd be fun. Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> with uh, Christina Ricci. Yes, where he gets all creepy and kisses her when she's asleep. And he's like, can I keep you? <laughs> Try that on your crush. Let me know how that works out. Not well. Try it from the bushes so they can't see who you are if it doesn't go well. <laughs> And try to call on the phone. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Kapowcast. I think we've <laughs> explored this monster hole left yeah. and right. We've, what? <laughs> <laughs> Big pardon? <laughs> you heard me. Uh, be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network where you can find our show and tons of other great shows. You can also find us over on the YouTube where you can find us doing toy unboxing and reviews and toy hunting and just all kinds of great stuff. Monster hunting. Monster hunting. We're going to start monster hunting soon. <laughs> Uh, and you can also check out the show over on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, half of iHeartRadio. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it until somebody, how it fixes itself. Um, feel free to also head on over to TeePublic and pick yourself up a t-shirt while you can. Uh, we have some great designs going, as always, and special monthly ones, too. We had our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles inspired one recently, so I'm sure we're going to have something pretty spoopy for October, I think. I think so, too. I think so, too. <laughs> feel free to click any of the affiliate links down below. To help us out, we got Amazon, Twink, and Entertainment Earth. I did oh, not yeah. almost say the other word, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> and if you're feeling so inclined, go ahead, head on over to our Patreon account and help us uh, pay With. them bandwidth bills, yo. <laughs> if you keep uh, it up, we won't turn into zombies. If you keep it up, we'll keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and thank you, as always, to Jeremy Brown, Charlie Robbins, Angel Doty, Janelle Kozlowski, and Chrissy Vance for your continued support and your continued efforts to keep this ship afloat. Yes. The ship of monsters. Ship of love. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I regret everything. It's a ship of friends. That's why it's, it's a, a ship fr- of friendship. Yep. It's a friendship. friendship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> it was all right. I liked it. I liked it too, but it was stupid. I am Mike. And I am Jeff, King next- of the Monsters. Don't be a beast. Wear a shirt. See you next time. <laughs>